Hi, my name is Todd Nyholm. Thank you to Back to Basic for inviting me over. Don't forget to subscribe and keep on listening. Remember, everything in life is going back to basics. Hi folks, my name is Girish Bally, the host for Back to Basics, another Back to Basics for another week. Today we're gonna to be talking about the inner world. Now, what is inner world and what are we trying to say here? Are we trying to say feeling good is a purpose? Are we saying giving yourself credit is a topic? Hmm, we don't know. We're gonna go and find out. And these are the words that we'll be using in this episode today. And the person that I'm going to be inviting is, his name is Todd, and he's an amazing guy. We just spoke a few minutes right before the recording, but I really have a sense that we're going to have a really awesome time because I think all the videos and all the, the posts that he does on his Instagram and everything else is pretty fabulous, and it seems like I can relate with him, and I hope you do the same. So let's bring Todd up, and let's chit-chat with him, and let's talk about the uh, the inner world. Todd, how are you? And thanks for coming to Back to Basics. I'm doing great, and I'm glad to be here. This is my favorite stuff to talk about, and I enjoy your show. So, Thank you. Thank you again. Uh, so before we talk about the inner world and all the stuff that I've talked about in the beginning, what does Back to Basic mean to you? You know, I tend to think of it as the building blocks of a good life that kind of reduces the suffering that you might be struggling with. So a lot of times it's like going back to the simplicity of things, the things that really are in your daily life or even your minute to minute life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again, uh, Todd, for, for answering that question. And thank you again for coming here. But, you know, I, I want to say one quick thing. When, when I invited you to this uh, platform and there was a questionnaire as to what does back to basic mean to you there was a line that you mentioned on on the calendar can i just repeat what you just said on on the calendar uh it said here getting to the very important and often overlooked an aspect of life wow that's just a small sentence but it says quite a lot so do you still feel the the same way when it comes to that sentence and the answer yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I think if you ask me at different times, I might come up with 10 little different answers because yeah. in some ways it's it's really that interface of like your life and what you're doing and yourself and yourself, which is sort of that inner world question, you know, like how are you seeing yourself and your own mind and your own emotions and how much energy you have and uh, how you're feeling about things? Because often we overlook a lot of that and then we struggle with our life because we, we miss some of the coolest parts of ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again, Todd, for for answering that question again, second time. So, uh, but thank you again for coming on the show. So the inner world, I mean, is it really that complicated? So let me just ask you a different way. What is inner world? Let's, let's start from there. So yeah, it's, I, I would define it as everything that's going on within you rather than outside in your external circumstances. Although obviously they interface quite directly. And so I think one of the reasons it's so important is because it reflects into your outer world. Like, what is your mind doing? How does that translate through your body? So people pick up on your body language. What are your emotions doing? And how does that reflect into the world? And how much you can accomplish or you don't accomplish or what it's doing to your relationships. It's mm. sort of this, I do think it's much bigger than most people think because everyone has their attention outside of themselves all the time. And we're mm. all trained that way when we're kids and we're going to school and your parents like, listen to me, don't get lost in your mind and all those things. Right. Mm. And you need that because you need to, you need a social life and, and to get, 
so so maybe getting back to basics in some ways is getting back to that part that you kind of lost a little bit when you started interfacing with everyone else in the external world mm -hmm. um thank you again todd for for answering that you know let me ask you this, and I'm pretty sure other people are thinking the same way. When when we think of inner world, we always think me, 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 right? So that means that's that's more of an ego thing. But sometimes that ego thing to take care of yourself, which is called self-care, isn't that isn't that good for you? Why is it bad for you? Why do why do people think that way? I think it's tricky when you bring up ego because people define it a little differently. Yeah. And I think one way we could define it here is almost the mask you wear relative to everyone else, you know? And so there are times where you're like being egotistical and you're not taking care of your, the things that you're supposed to do for other people and you're letting people down and you're taking advantage of people. That's where the ego gets out of control. And maybe you're trying to dominate everyone in your experience. And that's yeah. a problem, right? But taking care of yourself is really important because you can't give what you don't have. So mm -hmm. if you're not taking care of your own needs, how are you going to help other people meet theirs, they're going to have to constantly take care of you. And so there is something that sounds selfish about taking care of yourself and working on yourself. But ultimately, it, it helps everyone around you, because you're able to give something back. Because if you, if you have nothing inside you to give, what are you going to give to anyone else? Or mm -hmm. if you're constantly falling apart, or if you're having health problems, or mental health problems, or emotional health problems, or any of those things. So there is really important about taking care of your own needs, taking care of your own life, taking care of your own house, so that you have something to give other people. Hmm. Is that the, is that the, thank you again, Todd, for that. Does that actually mean more like, um, hmm, uh, personal development? What do you think of that? Yeah, I think it's part of it. So you'd start to develop yourself and the different aspects of yourself and people tend to, to grab onto one. They might really like physical development. And so they make themselves big and strong. Other people might really like intellectual or mental development. And so they're really working that way and studying ideas and working through logical systems. And other people might get really into emotional and sort of creative endeavors. So mm -hmm. you might get really into art and work, uh, like uh, music, things like that. Mm -hmm. And I think the real development is taking something and moving it forward, taking something that you can kind of get your hands around inside. And it's hard to say it that way because it's kind of intangible, but mm -hmm. uh, developing some aspect of yourself so it makes your life better and the life of the people around you better. Maybe that allows you to start a business. It allows you to help take care of your family. It enriches you and everybody around you. And that development of who and what you are should expand you so that you feel better about yourself and, and what you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Todd, uh, thank you. Thank you again. But, you, you know, when you just said uh, an example about the inner world and the outer world, right, uh, which outer world meaning other people, are we saying that we should not care for other people and we should just care for ourselves because who else is going to go and take care of us, right? Or should we do 15-50? You know, it's a, I don't know if this is an oxymoron situation, but what, what, are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think if you want to have a good life, you need some of both and you, yeah. and you need them both in a appropriate proportion to each other, because mm -hmm. if you're totally focused only on yourself, you're not going to have a good social life. You're not going to accomplish much because you need cooperation of other people. Plus, you're not going to feel great, you know, unless you have no compassion for anyone else or empathy, because it does things for you to help other people. And it's extremely hard to live a life all by yourself, like some mountain man out in the middle of nowhere, just trying to take care of it on their own. That's not really what I'm getting at. I think mm. most people are really focused on how other people see them and people pleasing and making themselves wealthy so other people see them in a different way. And a lot of those things that are kind of outward based that take away from you rather than enriching the people around you in the best way they can or the way that you can take care of others. And mm. It's just sort of this thing that, you know, if you really want to help other people, it's hard to do it when 
you have nothing left inside or you kind of miss who you are or you're really depressed or you're sick or you're struggling to find work so you don't have any money to help anyone else i mean those little things that come from you inside out and then they help everyone around you and so like building your community is good um and also building yourself is good and i would see them as somewhat equally important um, but in some ways you, you have to take care of yourself a bit first and I'll, I'll go to an extreme example because if you, if you die, you can't really help anyone else at all. That's right. And so, you know, and I, I help people with their health all day at work and I see people struggling with that. And so that has to kind of come first because if you're sick and can't get out of bed, that's kind of a big issue. If you want to help other people at that point, they have to stop what they're doing to come help you. And that's mm -hmm. important too. You should be getting some reciprocity, um, community works that way. It's that mm -hmm. kind of give and take, but it all fits together. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But th thank you again for that. And I, it's really coincidental that I was just going to go and ask you about uh, grieving, right? And the, there are people who grieve in, in many different levels, right? Some people, they just move on and they said, okay, that well, this is not helping me. It's making me worse. And let's move on and let's make the memories better, right? And there are certain people, they are still in that bubble. How do we, how do we help these people i mean it sounds like a disease when i say that but how do we help these people to come out of that circle and and talk and be better i mean is that my right question i mean what what are your thoughts on that todd yeah i mean grieving is an important process and we, we kind of almost think it's something that should be rushed or ignored or suppressed or pushed or you know there's all these little things and everyone goes through it differently when you lose something or someone important there's there's a change that you have to go through and you can get stuck there if you don't actually allow yourself to work on it and other people they just suppress it pretend like it's not actually happening and then two years five years down their line it really hits them and, and something goes off in their health or their relationships because they haven't handled it and it's just like sitting behind them all the time mm -hmm. and so it sort of needs to be faced in a kind of compassionate and warm way both if you're trying to help someone else or if you yourself are going through it like allow a little bit of space mm -hmm. to say you know what that that sucks <laughs> i have to get through this in some way and it's going to change this and i i lost that and i have to like actually allow that to let go through me in an authentic way like mm -hmm. you can't just put it aside forever you might have to do that a little bit at first because you have to handle something or sure. help some kids or help someone else through it but at some point you actually have to address it and that isn't selfish it isn't egotistical it isn't wasted time like if you don't do it it can eat your lunch later on and so there's mm -hmm. an intelligent way and kind of a wise way and a self-care way to do it because people can be really hard on themselves say ah, i shouldn't feel this way but yeah. your feelings matter and your emotions matter and they're a really big part of who and what you are but uh, let me give you a second part of that question also i mean there are people who are married uh, which means that they have families, they have kids or whatever, right? And then there's another person who's single and they have no one to go to. So obviously the one with the family is going to grieve very quickly because there's someone around them supporting them, not in a counseling way, but in a good way, right? And then there is another person who's alone and don't have anyone to talk to and they're in that circle and bubble. So it's kind of tough. What, what are your thoughts on that example there? So, I mean, so much of it relates to where you are. Like you said, like who's around you? What kind of space do you have? Are you alone a lot? Um, there are some interesting ways of working through grief through your body if you're alone mm -hmm. and you can do some of that. And some of that's meditative and some of it's like working with your body and working through your own tissues. Or mm -hmm. maybe, you know, you can work with a counselor or, you know, 
rolfing helps or massage helps. There's some ways that you can kind of somatically get through your body that can be helpful if you don't have people in your life. And it's useful if you do. Mm. And so some ways it's like seeing where you are and then trying to fulfill your own needs um, mm. and trying to find some way to reach out. And if you're in a place where you're, you're really in a bubble and you're alone, it's probably, uh, you know, a good time to reach out in some different ways. And with the internet now, like the way we're talking here, I mean, you can meet people in lots of interesting ways that have similar interests or similar viewpoints. And, and so you can kind of find friends and, and people who can relate to you and uh, different message boards and, and all kinds of things where you can get just a little bit of support, someone to talk to. Because sometimes you just need to be heard by someone who actually listens, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and that isn't always your family. I mean, sometimes you can't do that because maybe your wife or your husband can't help you or your kids, you know, they're young or your parents can't do it for you anymore because whoever it might be that you might normally expect. Okay. So you might have to go outside the, the bubble just a little bit, which can be great. You can make some new friendships and yeah. open up some new doors, you know? Yeah. Todd, thank you. Thank you again for explaining that because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out uh, on my viewings and my listenings who are going through that process and they don't know what to do. And uh, But thank you again for giving that insight as to what we should try to do and, and make ourselves uh, better. And, uh, and it's, you know, whoever's listening right now, I want to make sure that people ask for help and there's no shame in asking for help. When someone says that when you ask for help, it actually means that you have a mental issue. Honestly speaking, that's no, because people, there's no shame of asking for help. Do you agree with that, Todd? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think in some ways people are being selfish when they say that, right? Exactly. It takes some strength to ask for help because yeah. sometimes people mock you. And I've, I've had the occasion where, um, someone I was really close to left me and I asked some friends for help and they kind of mocked me. And, it, you know, that didn't go well for me when I was just looking for someone to spend a little time with me so that I could kind of walk my way through it. So it's, it's a pretty selfish thing to not allow people what they need to get through something. But I really do think of it as a sign of strength, like you're asking for the things you need. And then the people who can and want to help you will then get a chance to do it. You know, and it's it's a little unfortunate we, we can kind of shame people who are trying to get their needs met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know that. Thank you again, Todd, for that. And I'm going to ask you a question. It's, it's going to sound, sound funny, but, um, you know, the, the comments that we've been hearing many, many times, okay, numerous times that men are not supposed to cry because they're, uh, you know, uh, wuss or sissies or, you know, those are the words that we listen, right? Uh, but what are your thoughts on that part? I mean, is it okay for a man and a woman and a kid to cry because they're asking and crying for, for help. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Well, let me see if I can approach it a couple of different ways. Like, like mm. one, you know, the crying is one of the ways that your body is trying to handle it. Right. So mm. your body is working through things and that's useful. Yeah. And, and going back to the thing about like, I think someone who's kind of a wuss avoids things, right. And avoiding what you need, that's not necessarily, if you're going to look at some kind of, um, strength you know way of talking about it it's it's a strength to try to work through it to do what's necessary hmm. you know and, and the third way i might approach that is i have spent a lot of time studying martial arts and, and some of them are quite ancient and as i got further into them they always at some point got into emotions here's how you deal with your emotions here's hmm. how you work with them honestly hmm. and openly not pretend they don't exist not suppress them not you know make fun of them it was like authentically genuinely what do you need to do do you need to go cry do you need to handle it this way do you need to talk to your buddies do you need to mm. go out and swing a stick around to get it out of your body you need some way to handle it and i think you know if we're going to look at warriors in the past that's a, a fairly if we're going to use that term manly or, or wussy or mm. those kinds of words that people exactly. use it's, exactly. it's the exact opposite right 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you again. And I'm, you know, the, those are the examples that we get from from the comedy shows and all that, you know, fun back in the '80s and '90s. And I want people to understand that these phases are kind of, you know, doing today even, uh, which is coming from those realms. So I want to make sure that people, you know, use the words wisely whenever they say these kind of things because it does hurt people's feelings and it's not a cool thing so thank you again todd for explaining that you know uh before we go to the next uh next uh, set of questions uh todd do you have uh, um certain books that you read that you feel that it could help certain people uh maybe your book or someone else's book or whatever it is what, what are your thoughts on that part so yeah, I mean, my second book, uh, All Brain, Why Do You Trouble Me So Much? That's mm -hmm. the name of it. And, and it is written specifically to help me get through some of those things that I was trying to process with some health problems I had and some kind of intense trauma I went through as a kid and I was trying to process it. So some of that's very specific and gives you some things to do. That was really helpful for me. Um, there's a lot of books. I kind of like some of the ancient ways, like the Tao Te Ching was really meaningful for me and some of the ways it like reframed how things looked. Um, Autobiography of a Yogi, which was written by Paramahansa Yogamanda. There's some interesting ways that kind of change up that. And certainly they discuss emotions in a different way in there, which I think can be helpful if you're, if you kind of grew up, say like in America where I did, where it's like, we don't talk about emotions. Right. <laughs> we don't, we don't do that here. Right. Kind of thing, right. 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 And, and so those are the, the two that kind of pop up immediately. And they're, they're both, one was written, I think in the fifties and, and one is a couple thousand years old. But mm. I think sometimes if you can just look around into some different places, it helps you break out of this kind of box that we get into um, with the people that we're around and, you know, in the, in the society we grew up in. Yeah. 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 Todd, thank you. Thank you again. You know, when people they come for for to you to ask for help uh for their whatever the issues that they're having what are the top three issues that they come to you for for issues and and what guidance do you give them uh on that so because my work is both physical and kind of emotional and mental mm -hmm. so there, there's like two sides to that question so you know yeah. physically i saw i see a lot of people with headaches and depression car accidents i think are kind of the big ones people who can't sleep is really common. And that's mm. a hard one to get through because there's a lot of emotional and mental things that get trapped in there. And mm. then when you work with people, you see that they, they often have this combination of things. Um, in some ways, their body is reflecting what's going on in their mind and mind to the body. And so often I'm having to sort of untangle some interesting knots for things. Mm. So someone who might have really struggled with anger they're going to have often headaches and struggle with sleeping. And you're like, okay, if I can help them understand where their anger and maybe some of their depression came from mm. or grief stuff often reflects itself in lungs and large intestines and, and different mm. tissues in the body. And so there's a lot of interesting connections there, but mm. I think the thing that surprised me that I see more than, than I would have thought was depression, sleep issues, and mm. um, probably anger issues too. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> thank you. Thank you again, Todd, for, for explaining that, you know, uh, you know, I was seeing something online and they actually said some few things of what you should do. What are your thoughts on this? And if I read it very briefly to you, what are your thoughts on that? Right. They say that seven things that you can try to improve your inner world. They say feeling good is a purpose, giving thanks to small things, going within a few minutes every day, um, uh, writing out how you feel, observe your inner uh, world giving yourself credit for things that you have done, doing something small for someone else each day. What are your, what are your thoughts on these seven items that I've written? You think they're kind of accurate, 
or they're kind of out of the norm? No, I, I think they're all a good place to start. You know, it's like a good little starter pack. Like mm. here's how you can start on a few things and maybe you select one and you work on it. And maybe there's one you don't like at all. And if there were mm. one like that, I'd say pick that one because it's probably something that you need some work on. It's it's interesting too, because we have to find a way to get back to our own inner world a little bit and sort mm. of the basics of who we are. And mm. finding any way to do that at the beginning is helpful. And you may mm. find that the technique that they gave you, like maybe it's one of those specific things doesn't work well, but it gets you thinking about a different way, you know, and that works a little better for you. So mm. it's a good place to start, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again, Todd, for explaining that. But l let me ask you this. And before we leave, and I'm going to ask you some few more questions before we leave. But yeah, um, what does success mean to you? I think success is like so self-defined because you need to have some conception of it on your own. And so mm -hmm. when people ask me about it, and I used to teach a class at a junior college called Psychology of Success. And I think more than anything, you have to know what lights you up inside. Because mm. if you chase success, that is what your parents defined as it. You might get it and be depressed, like, man, I never really cared about mm. being a doctor or being a millionaire or being an NFL star or whatever. And you hear those stories of people that appear to be successful, but they're really depressed because it wasn't for them. So I think in some ways, and this isn't easy to do, you would think it is, but it's like, what would speak to you inside that would really light you up? And then where are you relative to that? So maybe you're here and it's over there and there's 17 steps. But if you can't figure out where you are and where it is, and it's mm. kind of hard to be successful. You might accidentally back into it, but mm. to really be successful, I think needs to be somewhat self-defined and that takes some reflection and maybe stepping out a little bit and saying, you know what I'd really love to do is be the best guitar player possible or mm. start a business or have a wonderful family or raise kids better than I was raised or, you know, whatever it might be for you, you know? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Todd, thank you. Thank you again. Can we explain to people who Todd is, if you don't mind? And, uh, uh, and uh, just yeah, just explain who Todd is because I, you know, I know who Todd is and 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 uh, what you do and you do amazing work by the way, Todd. I just have to say hats off to you whatever you're doing. Uh, so yeah, please go go for it. Yeah, so for my work, I'm a somatic therapist, and and that means I'm I'm working with the body to help people get overcome all kinds of problems, and some of that's mental and emotional. And then I built a system that I call the Nitality Method, and originally I called it the Nihome Vital Life Method, which is way too long. And so one of my editors and I shortened it to Nitality Method, but it was a whole it was a series of methods that I put together to help myself heal from some health problems to get over some trauma, some terrible things happened to me when I was a kid. And so it was like this way of putting together something that I could use to heal my body, heal my mind, heal my emotions, and then build a big successful life. And then try to give that to as many people as I can, which is what the books are for and what my videos are for and the podcasts and some of the courses that I want to get to. And some of that's physical stuff. Some of it's mental work and emotional work and it all fits together. And, mm -hmm. um, some of it's meditative and some cool ways of working with your brain and your brain chemistry. So trying to feel, get, give people ways so that they can sort of overcome the suffering that they're struggling with um, mm -hmm. that I would have liked to have had and, and still use all the time myself it's kind of always growing. So mm -hmm. I think that's kind of the quick version of who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, uh, you've said enough in, in those one or two minutes, but it seems like you do a lot. So you need more than one or two minutes, honestly, Todd. Uh, so thank you again for explaining that in, in a short, brief way. But before before you leave, uh, do you have any quick last words to all my viewers and my listeners? And how was your journey on uh, Back to Basics, too, on top of that? Sure. Um, you know, the first thing I like to tell everyone is when they're trying to improve their life is if they can get some of their attention on themselves, like 
their mind and their emotions in their daily life. So like I'm talking to you and I'm also watching what my mind is doing, what my emotions are doing, what my body is doing. It's a, it's a great place to open up your life a little bit while also staying in the world and, and, you know, talking to people and all that great stuff. So I think if anyone's looking for a single step to use, that's a great place. And when you're doing that, be non-judgmental. Don't make fun of yourself. Don't say I should be this way or that way. Just kind of observe and, and see who you are. Um, and my time on here has been great. You're, you're, I love the way you interview and, and chance to talk to you and all that. So it's been good. Yeah. Yeah. Todd, thank you. Thank you again for, for coming here and thank you again for, you know, being a great supporter and coming on this platform and supporting me on my small podcast that I have. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, people like you and, and the guests like you coming on my show, supporting me on this journey and, and the mission that I have. Uh, but thank you again for coming here. I'm glad to do. I really love this kind of thing and glad to be on your show. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So guys, we spoke with Todd today and we talked about the basics of the inner world, right? And we, we talked about the outer world also and the inner world and the ego. Now, there are obviously three different words and three different meanings to it. Now, it's up to you to decide that which angle do you want to be? You want to be on the, the ego side of things or the outer world? or the inner world. And I think that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to advertise the inner world. So guys, as usual, as always, there is a quote of the day from Back to Basics, and hopefully my guest will like that quote, I hope. So the, the quote is, take some time each day to bring clarity to your inner world, okay? Guys, take care, God bless. Keep on commenting on all the episodes that I do. And your comments makes me stronger day by day week by week because i do release every day and the season's almost over for season two guys as usual as always the last line what do i always say at the end of the episode everything in life goes back to basics and that's what we did today guys guys there are three things according to this episode for me that is a hit which is because of the subject that we have the content the guest and definitely the host Guys, take care. God bless. And I will see you next time on Back to Basics. Take care. Next week's episode on Back to Basics. Um, you into an entrepreneur world that you aren't going to love. Let's start talking about how you set boundaries so mm. that you can go to the gym and be home with your family for dinner every night. Mm -hmm. That is what designing your life really means. And it mm. requires you to have an individualized definition of what success means to you in every single area of that life wheel. Hmm. Wow, that's crazy. That's thank you so much for those nuggets that you have uh, shared. I mean, it sounds like um, a design, a wheel for a wheel of fortune.